began so long ago with a band of Queen's Park men. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Spiders Talk podcast. David Blair, Enzo Tamanini, Calm Stewart back again. A little bit of uh, uncharted territory for us. We, uh, I don't think we've had to come back and discuss two defeats in a row. Um, so if you're here listening to it, thank you very much for joining this week. We're not sure why you'd want to go back over what went on in Kirkcaldy at the 2-0 defeat to Wraith Rovers. Uh, however, we will do our best to, to pick through the remains here and see what happens and potentially pick through the remains of our title challenge for this season, see what we all have to say on that. We'll also do a little news roundup, as we always do. Before looking ahead, let's try and bring ourselves back up because it's going to be a good day out and hopefully a good night on the telly, our first of three televised games to end the season out of the next six. First one being Hill Friday, Partick Thistle on BBC Scotland. But we are back, as I say, and we've had a couple of days to, to think back about the game and a couple of days to recover with uh, some pretty sore heads, some pretty big hangovers after that day out. Uh, Callum, come to you first. How are you? Oh, eh, numb, I think, is maybe the, the, the sort of term that I feel last, right now. Last week I was pretty annoyed, whereas this week it just all feels a bit, I don't know, end of the road-ish. <laughs> It sounds so dramatic considering we're still sitting top of the league and I suppose given the, the fixtures technically still in our hands, but oh man, that was um that was painful. Painful, painful, painful. It's one of the few times this season where I can genuinely come away with very little, if any, positives from that game. We showed nothing, offered nothing. It wasn't like a sort of typical performance from Queens where we might not get a result where Plenty of chances, poor finishing, that sort of stuff. It was just abject. So, aye, glad it's sunny today. At least that's something. Aye, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay personally, but footballing wise, I'm, I'm not over that, and I, and I won't be until potentially, potentially not until this season's over, I suppose, and and we really properly move on. I mean, obviously, as you say, there's there's plenty to, there's still plenty to play for, but. That was a sore one. Uh, a couple of couple of really really dreadful weeks, horrible performances, and at this stage, as you say, it, it is technically still in our hands. But something is going to have to change. Something pretty dramatic is going to have to change if there's any chance of us clawing our way back into this. And I know, yes, we are a point. We're still a point ahead of Dundee. They have that game in hand, though. Um, arguably a slightly easier run in. Although to be honest, I think it's it's pretty much impossible to say who's going to beat who in this league, but they seem to have found a bit of good form. Um, so, yeah, not not feeling particularly optimistic about about how the, the end of this season is going to play out, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> got to echo that with you, with the two of you right now. Um, let's, let's get right into the game. Let's get the game out of the way and we can have a look at the league table and see what we think is going to happen over the next few weeks. So, Start as we always do with the start 11 for Queen's Park going into that game against Wraith Rovers. Now, we did uh, predict three changes from the, the squad for the previous week, uh, the, the defeat against Arbroath, and turns out we were correct, although we had one player slightly different from what Oncoil's preferred lineup was. So, Callum Ferry and goals. It was a back four of Oakley. Legal Day came in for Stephen Eze. He lined up beside Charlie Fox and uh, Robson at the back. Jack Thompson came back from his spell out for injury as well in place of Long, uh, Louis Longridge. He lined up in his usual position beside Mal Boateng. And it was then Josh McPake coming in for Henderson with Savory, Thomas and Shields up front. So, say, we all agreed last week that you would have Kilday for Eze, Thompson for Longridge. We, I think, all sided on having Healy coming in to start over Josh McPake. However... For the most part, we were right there. So, um, you know, Enzo, when we seen that lineup, pretty confident at that point. I don't know if I was necessarily confident, but I was comfortable with the team selection. Yeah, I think I think we made we made changes that 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 I thought should have had a positive impact on what was a really poor performance the week prior. Um, in hindsight, there's still a couple of wee bits and pieces that I'd like to change. In fact, I think at this point, moving forward, there's, there's quite a lot I would like to change, but I, I didn't expect this to be 
quite so utterly lacklustre with with those players on the park. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I I didn't really want to see McPake come back in. I wanted to see Healy start. I think he'd kind of earned a goal in the first team, given how both McPake and Henderson have been over the last wee while. Felt like it was worth a shot. But aside from that, that was a team that I think I would have picked. Um, everybody, like the, the big ones were having Jack Thompson, and Mal, uh, Jack Thompson back in midfield. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Um, and obviously we've seen Kilday come back into the squad, which I think is what we were all wanting. So I was I was pretty confident. And I think that's, <laughs> that's what almost makes it a wee bit worse for me, is that if it was a bit of a, a sort of bit part makeshift squad and you could maybe fire out a few more, few more reasons as to why we didn't play so well, but there was just absolutely nothing amongst any of the players. I mean, I'll exclude Lee Kilday from everything that I say this episode because I thought he actually played really, really well. But everybody else in the squad was just was just terrible um, from from start to finish. There was no intensity. We seemed to have totally lost our fluidity, um, and that kind of leads you to thinking, sort of, what you were saying there, Enzo. Is, is it big changes that we need going forward? I'm not sure. Well, big changes in that I think our whole game plan doesn't work anymore. I mean, we've been quite one dimensional all season, and and when it's worked, it's been. It's been really entertaining to watch and we play some nice football, score some some good goals and, and on the road in particular uh, tend to score quite a lot of goals. But the, the fact is, as soon as teams figure out how to play against us, and Wraith are a really good example of this because earlier on in this season, we put five past Wraith at Starks Park. We beat them uh, at Oakleview and what was probably quite an even game. And I think what those results kind of came down to was that Wraith were a very similar team to us playing some good football but I think we arguably have better players and we 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 execute that game plan better than them and, and we just came out on top but on Saturday there they pressed this so high and that's what Dundee have done this season that is what um, Morton have done this season and we cannot handle that and if, and if we have any hope of still being in what what could be described as a title hunt then Coyle needs to change things up and, and the way we approach these remaining fixtures pretty dramatically. Otherwise, we're, we're, we might even finish third or fourth, to be honest with you. Yeah, as you say, Angel, it's not even been that difficult for opposition teams now to... It's almost been a surprise that it has taken teams so long uh, out with Dundee and Morton, who have had our number you know, pretty much all season. But Abro, to a lesser extent, last week... Um, even the games against like the game against Inverness recently, okay, yeah, we did win that. But in that first half, we were one 0 down at half time, and they were all over us doing the exact same thing. They faded in the second half. Wraith Rovers just did that exact same thing, pressing, putting it just, yeah, just it just seems so it seems so easy, doesn't it? If that's all that they, uh, a team has to do in order to beat us, like what? When you talk about wholesale changes, what is there to change more than? say, the, the three changes that you made this week? So, I don't know if it's necessarily a personnel change or... I, I, I don't think we necessarily have better players to implement what we're already doing in a better manner. That's not going to work. We have... We've still been putting our best players on the park and not been performing and, and been struggling against teams like our growth and now, and now Wraith as well. And and going back a bit further, obviously, even Coven and Inverness, I mean, those were, yes, we came away with the, with the wins, but the performances weren't there and, and, and they weren't in any, you know, by any stretch of the imagination comfortable. For me, Coyle needs to change the shape. I don't know what that looks like, to be honest with you. I, I don't know what these players could potentially do because we have been so used to seeing, I know earlier on in the season, we played a sort of 4 4 2 for a while and and you know that we picked up a couple of wins there, and then and then we switched things up a bit, and and we got into this routine of playing the thing that we're still playing, this 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 formation that we're still playing. I don't know what I want to see specifically, but I want to see Coyle change the shape of this team because if we don't do that, looking at these remaining fixtures, honestly, I, I think we might struggle to beat anyone other than Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's mad what a couple of results can do for you, isn't it? Because like, see, after we scraped through the two wins prior to this, you were kind of thinking because we didn't play the best in those games, but you're kind of thinking character wins, excellent. Get those out of the way. We can't play as bad. Moving into some easier fixtures, and then that's obviously went uh, Pete Tong. But I, yeah, I, I think there's th there is something fundamental that has to change. And to me, whatever Coil does, I don't know what it is either, frankly. But whatever Coil does. He has to set the team up to facilitate Dom Thomas and Grant Savory. 
in whatever capacity they need to start them playing again because if they're not on their game, we just fall apart. They have so, so much attacking intent and when they're not on it, it just, it's, the whole team just falls apart. It's really, really frustrating to an extent because we've seen it the last couple of games. They've not been great. I thought Savory had, a, unfortunately, a really, really poor game at the weekend and without them, Connor Shields just didn't touch the ball. Like Nothing got up to him. Thomas stopped running it, guys. Every pass that Savory had sitting in behind the striker, he seemed to lose the ball or not quite get to him. So, yeah, he's in theory going to have to do something drastic, but I'm not, I'm genuinely not convinced that he will. I, I think he might make a couple of personnel changes. I could see him doing something like bringing Davidson back in at right back. But Oakley struggled a wee bit. I could see him maybe finally starting Aaron Healy. Um, on the left wing, but I'm not convinced that he's going to make a huge raft of changes at this point, if this is what the guys have been used to all season. And maybe that is the right choice, because we've seen them do well. Do you know what I mean? They are a, they are a good side. Um, but yeah, big big decisions. I, um, I'm with you on the Davison change, by the way. I would have him back in at this point. I think he... I think when Oakley's on it, he's he's proven that he can be a fantastic player, and I I really rate him. Don't get me wrong, but I I totally agree that he struggled quite a lot against Wraith Rovers on Saturday there, and I I just don't I, I don't know. I I was probably one of the first people. I mean, I'll admit this. I was probably one of the more vocal people about potentially bringing in another right back when when they when we had the opportunity to do so. But I didn't think it was necessarily going to be an outright replacement for Davidson, and and I don't think he. Deserves to have been frozen out the squad the way he has been necessarily. Um, and for me, yeah, I, w- I would give him another chance on, on Friday against Thistle. Uh, I have a feeling you might be right, though. I have a feeling, other than maybe making another few changes, like you say, potentially Healy and Davidson, I don't think he will change the shape. I mean, what what alternatives do we have? Playing a, a 4-4-2, maybe, with Henderson and Shields up front? That is... I don't know, because... So obviously there's there was a bit of a bit of chat on Saturday after after that about maybe oh you know losing Murray's clearly had this massive impact on the squad and yeah I, I don't doubt that his his leadership and and stuff like that were were a big part of of what got us into the fantastic position that we were in up until a couple of weeks ago but for me the problems that we are seeing right now could potentially have still taken place with Murray in the squad because when Savory and and Thomas in particular are off it, then we we don't create anything. And this is why you're seeing Shields. He's trying to go out wide to, to, to create things, and then there's nobody in the middle. And he's he's trying to do this because nobody's creating things for him. That could have happened with Murray playing up front as well. I mean, we did see that that Shields can be very threatening. That his first kind of four games or something where he did score four goals, and and that's when. Uh, Savory and, and Thomas were both still firing off cylinders. I mean, you look back to the the Hamilton game at, at, at uh, what's it called? The Fountain of Youth, New Douglas Park, or whatever it's called these days. The Z- um, ZYX or something. I don't know right, what it's okay, called. Okay, I, okay, I, 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 Hamilton. Anyway, you look back at like the the, the creativity on show for him there, and it's pretty clear that that teams know how to shut these guys down now. And I just, I, I don't know. That personnel changes are going to. Be, this is. I, I realise. I. You know, I've probably built up a wee bit of a reputation for being ridiculously optimistic with some of my predictions and stuff this season. But teams know how to play against us now. Some teams have. Some teams sussed us earlier on in the season, and and, and other teams are working out now as well. And when teams are able to stifle these guys, we just offer absolutely nothing. And for me, I don't think changing the personnel is necessarily going to cut it. I think we need to look at changing the whole shape of the team at this point. Yeah, um, let's not mention our predictions again. We don't want to go back and look at what we predicted for this game <laughs> before it. Um, let's let let's get through the goals. Let's get through the big talking points of the game, and and let's try and just get rid of this one as quick as we can. One 0 Wraith Rovers came. There was a a period of corners and free kicks. Um, although one of the free kicks I think was a little bit looked a little bit controversial from. From our vantage point, but it was given. Uh, I think it was a shot from the free the free kick that went for a corner, and it was uh, Lang, wasn't it? Lang beat Malboating and Charlie Fox at the sort of front of the six yard box to the header. 
right into the back of the net. Not much Ferry can do there, unfortunately. Just a good header and a good goal. Um, we almost got back into it, though, not that long after it, where Jack Thompson gets up front, wins a penalty, which, again, I thought at the time, I was like, I, obviously, it was the opposite end of, of where we were all uh, stood up the back of that, that stand behind the goal, but... I thought it was a little, I could see why it was given, but I thought it was a little bit soft, quite like the Wraith Rovers penalty that was given for Wraith against uh, against us at Ockle View. Uh, have you guys had a chance to look back at it? What, what do you take on, what's your take on that penalty decision? I'd have been raging if we got that given against us, to be fair. I thought it was pretty soft at the time. Still think it's pretty soft. Um, yeah, I suppose it's, you're right, it's one of those ones you can see why he's given it, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't think much of it. And well, clearly, uh, Dom Thomas didn't think too much of it either because it was pretty much a pass back from him to uh, to McDonald and the Wraith Rovers goal. Um, went down low to the keeper's right, but it was quite close to him. He saved it. Thomas had the follow up, which was again saved, and then the ball breaks on the like towards the left, and it's actually Josh McPate comes running and. And I thought it was blocked again, but having watched the highlights back, he actually completely misses the ball from about two yards out, which is a bit of a howler. And he um, he obviously had a bit of a difficult first half because he was subbed off at half time, and Arne Healy came on at that point there to try and give us a spark into the second half, but that didn't really come at all, did it? Um, <laughs> Healy's really best contribution of the game was to be booked for diving. Unfortunately, um, it was again. It was a that was a the correct decision by the referee. There was there was really no complaints about that at all. Um, can either one of you talk us through what made it two 0 Because I actually decided at that time that I had to go to the uh, to the bathroom and missed that goal completely. So either one of you want to take over here? I'm surprised you didn't just head straight out the door when you heard the the noise for the Wraith fans to to the pub. Aye, um, <laughs> aye, it was it was pretty grim. It was a big cross up from their right back, long ball down down the wing. Tommy Robson, I think, tries to play the guy play Connolly offside. He's not offside. Runs down the the side, cuts back into Vaughan at the edge of the box, and it's a pretty. I don't know. I think Ferry should have been potentially doing better. I'm not sure if he didn't actually expect him to shoot from there, but he's basically at the corner of the box, shoots across goal, and it ferries right hand corner and, and that's it. Game game's a bogey, unfortunately. Aye, that pretty much sums it up. And um obviously you 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 wonder how it might have been different had we had we scored that penalty, but obviously it, it wasn't to be and um overall it was it was unfortunately a an exceptionally disappointing performance, especially considering we were all expecting or at least hoping for that bounce back after after one disappointing result. Um, and, and here we are. Yeah. However, Enzo, the disappointment didn't end at 2-0, did it? Because we got a straight red card for Charlie Fox um, in around the 80th minute mark. Um, at the time, I think, I think almost everybody in the stand missed it because... The big long ball, Charlie Fox wins the header, and I think it was, was it Savory picked the ball up and then started running, but then the linesman starts flagging, and obviously the referee stops the game, goes over to see what he's um, got, he's got to say, and it takes the referee five seconds to produce a straight red card for Charlie Fox. We posted the, the alternative angle that was posted on the Wraith highlights on our Twitter feed, so you'll see that there. Um, for those that perhaps haven't seen it, let me put it to you in a nutshell. Charlie Fox stamps on, I'm not even sure, was it Vaughn actually? I think it was Vaughn, wasn't it? Stamps on him pretty, what looks to be pretty deliberately and pretty violently, is is that right to say, I think? Um, it looks like an absolutely ridicul- ridiculous sort of heads gone moment from him and it's, it doesn't matter about costing us on the day. We were already 2-0 down. We were pretty poor. There's very little chance we were come back into that game, but it costs us next week. And it's potentially going to cost us for a couple of weeks because if that's a straight red card for violent conduct, that could be a three-match ban. It's just, he's been one of our favourite players since he joined the club and he has been brilliant when he's been on form, but he's really let himself and his teammates down there, hasn't he? Aye, it was, it was absolutely wild. And th- there's nothing that you can say about it. Like he mu- He'll obviously know that he's uh, he's messed up pretty badly there. And the biggest impact's going to be on 
the next few games, which are the most important of the season. I mean, Fox has struggled a wee bit recently, as has everyone at the back, I think, to a degree. But he would most likely be playing every single one of those games, and and now he's not, and not even there as an option. So, yeah, it was it was really really poor. He's he's looked frustrated for a few games now. He's not quite been himself. He's made a few more mistakes than normal. He's not been as confident coming out from the back, and whether that's a sort of outburst as a culmination of all of that, I'm not I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, total total head's gone. Well, Lewis Vaughan basically had his number all game, I think, to be honest with you. And yeah, I think, I'd agree. as you say, it was probably just the combination of the frustration and, and the games leading up to it because he hasn't been himself. He has been disappointed by, by the incredibly high standards that he has set so far in, in, his, in his career at the club. Um, but as, as, as much as we would miss an informed Charlie Fox, if he's going to be suspended for two or three games for that, it's it's no less than he deserves because that was it was an utterly ridiculous, mindless thing to do at that stage in a game, and uh, it's it's disappointing. And I'm sure he'll be disappointed in himself, and I'm sure, I'm sure he'll have had a chat with Coyle and, and whoever else, and and you know they'll have let him know that that's not remotely acceptable. And, and you have to wonder whether some of these guys at this stage in the season are are considering their future, they're considering, you know, things like contract negotiations, uh, potentially offers elsewhere. And, and when when you lose that momentum and, and you, you maybe start thinking about how it could impact the future, uh, your career, then, it, yeah, it's possible for your head to to go a wee bit and for your head to turn a wee bit. But um, there's no there's no justification for that kind of, for that kind of act. No, there is not. There's nothing else to say on that matter, or indeed the game, because that was it pretty much. It was a full-time Wraith Rovers 2, Queen's Park 0. Um, Callum, you called it earlier on where Lee Day had a good game, probably the only player with plus marks. I'm going to give him my man of the match vote for that exact reason. He had a, a couple of good tackles in the first half especially. Um, you know, He's obviously been out for a, a good few weeks, but he fit right back in, right at home where he, where he was there. Despite his best efforts, it was not to be for Queen's Park on the day, but he was my man of the match. Aye, no arguments there. Um, same for me. He was the only one that looked actually good uh, in, in the entire day. So, yep, cool day for me too. Aye, okay, there we go then. Easy. You didn't you did want... You didn't want another protest vote, Enzo, no? Nah, because Kilday <laughs> did actually play well. I think the, the week before, nobody deserved it, but um, Kilday stepped up and, and did as much as he possibly could, given how poor the overall performance was. So it would be it would be unfair to, to say that he doesn't. Fair enough there. Let's have a look at the other results in the league and, of course, the league standings. Uh, the weekend started on Friday night and it was Arbroath beating Air 2-0 on the, on the BBC. You then going into Saturday, you had Morton being, getting beat sorry, by Inverness 2-1. Partick Thistle putting five past Cove. <laughs> Cove continuing to slide. They, they are surely completely and utterly doomed, um, thankfully. Uh, what wasn't thankful, though, was we were all expecting, of course, this week for Wraith Rovers to be suffering their cup final defeat hangover and for Hamilton to be on a high and do us a favour and of course we were completely wrong in both counts because not only did Wraith beat us, Hamilton were scudded 7-0 by our big rivals right now Dundee so not only does that put a sprint an, an even bigger spring in Dundee's step but that completely eliminated the goal difference bonus that we had over them at this moment in time in the league so all in all uh, a pretty shitty weekend for us yeah, there's no other way. Uh, there's there's absolutely no other way to to describe it other than that. Everything. I mean, other than air, I suppose. I mean, I I didn't expect Cove to do anything against this, so they're going to finish bottom. If you ask me, I I can't see any alternative at this point. Their form is frighteningly horrific. Um, Abroad did as a wee favour, but I'm I'm much more interested in what Dundee do at this stage, and uh, sadly. It, it just it was it was a horrible weekend for us. It's mad how uh, we were talking about the goal difference and having a nice wee cushion and all that, and it's not even it's not even like we've just sort of lost our lead. We're having goal difference. What was the difference now? Dundee, you've got five on us in the space of one game. You've got like a nine goal swing. It's painful. Yeah, quite incredible that. Unfortunately, um, 
suppose there is the saving grace that, that we do have Hamilton in a couple of weeks' time, but yeah. The thing for the thing with Dundee for me is that it looks as if they've changed their shape and it's they really, have, really yeah. clicked. Um because I think Yeah, and the fans have been calling out for that seemingly for, for weeks, if not months, and he's finally done it and it's it's clearly working. So yeah, that's a that's a wee bit concerning. That just backs up our calls for a potential change of shape for us. See if we can get that bounce as well. Got to try something. Yeah, exactly. At this point, what is it to lose, you know? Um, yeah, let's look at the overall league standings. Uh, Queen's Park do remain in first place. Uh, it's 54 points from 31 games played. Dundee are on 53 points, 30 games played. So, of course, that game in hand... If they do win that, that is against Wraith Rovers, and that is a week, a week on Tuesday this week. So that's then on the eleventh of April. We'll obviously be keenly watching that, but we've got another round of fixtures to go first. Air in third place on forty nine points. Partick Thistle forty eight. Morton forty three. Inverness forty two, and Wraith forty one. So it's it's not completely over for that fourth place either. It's actually it's quite a it's quite a fight. Still going on in the in the league now for for pretty much every position there, and then of course you do have Arbroath. I think Arbroath are going to be safe now. Thirty one points in eighth place. Cove, as you say, Enzo, I haven't won a game. Still only won one game this calendar year. Five losses at the last five and some some big defeats there. Uh, twenty six points. Arbroath, uh, sorry, Hamilton in last place on twenty five points. It's only one point behind Cove, but Hamilton have two games in hand. Despite them being scudded by Dundee this week, like, you know, as you've already said, you fully expect Cove to finish bottom of the table. Yeah, I do. Um, I'd be surprised with with pretty much any other outcome at this point. I don't think they look remotely capable uh, of picking up any points, to be honest, between now and the end of the season, which is madness. Um, whereas Hamilton, with those two games in hand, I can see them... I could see them flicking the odd draw, but maybe a, a win here and there, and that would probably be enough at this stage. Still very, very tight. Still a lot to play for, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just uh, gotten that we we don't have that advantage that that we did not so long ago. Cove have conceded seventy goals this season already. That's absolutely insane by comparison. Hamilton are the next closest at fifty four, followed by Inverness at forty two. I mean, that is, that is a hefty amount. At least in amongst all of my awful predictions this season, the one thing that I will have called is Paul Hartley being an absolute failure at Cove. Aside from that, it's all been pretty pretty terrible from my shouts, but I'll take that one. It's weird because as, as rubbish as, as Cove are, they were, absolutely, they were nowhere near as bad as this until they brought him back. Like, he has come in yeah. and absolutely destroyed them. They were kind of... They were still they were battling. Kind of they were like they were table sort of. Yeah, they and, were, and, right? and that apparently wasn't good enough. So they got rid of him, and now they've just. I don't. Surely, surely he doesn't get a, a renewal. Surely he doesn't get next season with them as well. At this point, regardless of, of even if he manages to scrape them to to ninth or, or eighth, which eighth looks impossible, ninth I suppose depending on depending on how things go over the next few weeks, it could be doable. But it's a weird one. I mean, this is this is what happens because obviously the the story is that I believe he's married to the Cove chairman's daughter or something like that. Um, yeah, it's something like that, yeah. So that could be a pretty awkward Christmas dinner <laughs> if he ends up having to get sacked for, for being utterly stinking. But like the thing is as well, at this point, I think Paul Hartley's career is on a massive downward trajectory because if Cove get rid of him, you'll be you'll be looking at maybe a maybe a Darvel. League one or League Two club, possibly. Yeah. I well we'll see what happens. Um but I they do not look good. If we're taking any sort of like slithers of, of hope out of the, the recent turn of events um, in terms of games played and stuff like that, Wraith are a wee bit adrift from fourth, but they are definitely, definitely still in it because I, I didn't notice that they've got a couple of games in hand over Thistle and obviously one of those is against Dundee. So it's not like Wraith are sitting totally adrift. That game against us was huge for Wraith because that keeps them... Um, very, very much in the battle for a playoff spot because a couple of games in hand, that would put them one point behind Partick Thistle. So they they win those games in hand. 
you never know. And maybe there's a slither of hope that Dundee will slip up and Wraith will do us a wee favour because they did they did look decent. Yeah. And yeah, also oh, yeah. it's it's also worth bearing in mind. I mean, our both have just come off back to back victories against us in air, and I realise that neither side is playing particularly well at the minute, but they've got Dundee next week. So, you know, they they already won once at, at Dens Park when it was totally unexpected. So that's the problem with this whole division though you can look at the run-in and say oh Dundee have these fixtures and Queen's Park have those fixtures and on paper that's easier than that but you don't know what's actually going to happen because you know week on week the form team changes and you just it's, it's so difficult to predict I mean it's it's definitely not over by any stretch of the imagination I just think that we need to to, to take steps now not us but you know the the, the, the coaching team and, and the players need to take steps to ensure that we don't fall out of it before at least the kind of second or last game of the season. Um, but I suppose I suppose we'll see. The only uh, so we we were talking about this earlier on, obviously, and the question was when was the last time we lost three league fixtures in a row? I take it you don't know. Oh. Sorry, I wasn't sure if you were wanting a response. I thought you were going straight into it. Um, three three games in a row, so it'll be... Um, so it's, last year was all draws. Truly didn't lose three in a row. Would you like 15 in a row or something last season, I think? And then, right, it's and not then, going to be professional either. Yeah, and then this, this year and in League 2, we were winning most of the time. So no, it must be, yeah, it must be pre-COVID, which feels like a lifetime ago. Yep, you're right. So um, between the twenty first of September and the fifth of October, uh, sorry, the twenty first of September, yeah, and the the fifth of October, twenty nineteen, we lost three nothing to Cowdenbeath, two one to Edinburgh City, and two one to Arm and Athletics. So it's been a while. Um, which I guess, if I'm being, if I'm, I'm, I'm looking to take any kind of positive from the current situation, it's that hopefully, fingers crossed, that is that's unlikely to happen. It feels really weird thinking how massive we are now compared to where we were before, where we're losing 3 0 to the likes of Cow and Beef. Like that literally. It sounds so Tim Pot now, doesn't it? That as is, bad as it sounds. A literal lifetime ago, that. <laughs> it's it's <a> crazy. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, there we go. There's there's that stat that hopefully means that we will get back on track this week. And of course, we'll we'll come on and talk about that game very shortly. We'll just do our quick news roundup. I don't think there's too much to. Um, to talk about really uh we'll do our other teams results as we always do so we'll start with young qp uh took on kilmarnock reserves during the week it was a 3-0 victory for queen's park it was lee mcleish lewis reed and tamam scott for the spiders on then on sunday you had queen's park women who played montrose uh, it was a 3-2 defeat for them it was abby callahan and ellie came with the goals and abby callahan had one ruled out for was it offside or something, I think, Enzo, wasn't it, on Twitter? So, unfortunate not to get any, a late equaliser there. And you actually had a couple of games for the, the QP supporters team as well. Uh, were able to warm up in the, the donated Epilepsy Scotland shirts from the, the Arbroath game as well. So, a thank you to the people at the club for, for passing them on. Uh, on Wednesday last week, we had a, a league game against Airdrie on one of the most incredible football pitches that you've ever seen, where 70% of it was bald grass and the like the penalty boxes were astroturf um it was really really weird um but it was what i was a superb sort of saturday morning league classic albeit it was on a wednesday evening it's a 4-3 defeat for queen's park but it included at least two fights a red card a couple of penalties and a goal from the halfway line from a kicker straight from a kickoff so it had absolutely everything. Um, and Where's the, the highlights went, for that one? <laughs> unfortunately, uh, we you were a bit afraid to take your phone out and wish her to film it. I'll be perfectly honest. So <laughs> we weren't uh, weren't able to film the highlights there. But yeah, it was an absolute cracker. Let me tell you. Um, was it you that sent off? No, no. Or were no, you no. in the fight? I, 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 come on, you know me. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll talk a big game, but I'm not getting in a fight. No, I know how much you hate Airdrie though. 
<laughs> that did make me want to get involved, but then also it did. That reminds me of a song. It kicked off on like the opposite touchline, and that was really far away. So I was like, nah, I'll just, I'll just wait here. But, but yes, all round that was a good game. And then the, the boys had another game on Saturday. It was just a friendly against Motherwell, who are one of the top teams in the league, and it was a one 0 defeat for them on the Saturday. But all in all, despite some excitement on that Wednesday night game, yeah, you've got a supporters team, a couple of defeats, a women's team with a defeat as well. So. Another bit of a rough weekend all round for, for that, but keep going. Uh, each team will keep going and keep fighting until the end, hopefully. And then the last thing that we've got to really talk about for this week's news roundup is to try and promote the, the QP supporters bus for the next away game to air on Friday the 21st. Um, you know, we obviously, Queen's Park, are a bit of a target. Obviously doing well this season and top of the league and everything like that, so... Yeah, a lot of people on Twitter, social media, etc., talking about us, and and there's this weird bit of Scottish football Twitter that cares about how many fans people take to to games and stuff. It's not something we would usually comment on, but I think everybody is quite disappointed actually at the the support that we did take to Kirkcaldy on Saturday just there. Um, the QPSA themselves they were expecting the demand for two buses, and they could only actually fill one, so. We'll do our bit to get it out as well because it's hidden away on a, on a weird website somewhere else. So we'll do our bit to help promote it as well, make sure as many people know about it as possible. Every game is going to be massive from here on out and we need as many folk there supporting the team as as can possibly get there. So Friday the 21st April, it's £5 ahead to get the QPSA bus to air. It's The, the two pickup points are the, the Hamden... Uh, Tesco just beside Lesser Hamden it's going to be at 5.45 and then it'll be a 6 o'clock pick up at Clarkston um, double check what the road's called but it's the wee bus stop just off the big roundabout we'll, we'll double check that and get that for next week certainly but yes plenty of time to get involved there uh, we will retweet Doogie it's Doogie that runs the buses we will retweet his details you will find it on our Twitter feed at Spiders Talk Pod and of course if you are interested in the bus get involved because as I say, we need we need as many singing voices as we can from between now and the end of the season, don't we? Yeah, of, of course I. And, and obviously we understand that there, there are plenty of reasons why somebody might not be able to make an away game. And, and, and nobody's questioning that, you know, that, that that's perfectly reasonable. But the, the team have been fantastic this season, no matter no matter what happens between now and uh, and the final game against Dundee. And with with it being just a fiver to, to, to come along on the bus... I think it would be great if we could get a few more people than usual out to to back them and 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 show them that that we really appreciate the um the effort that that they've gone to this year and 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 it's been a fantastic season. There's been there's been so much to 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 get excited about um and and if you've never been on the supporters bus at all before, don't be intimidated. Absolutely, everybody's welcome. You can drop us a wee message. We'll come and say hello to you. That's that's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, if you can. It would be it would be brilliant if you could come along. Yeah, very well said, Enzo. Um, that as they will do it for our news roundup. So let's go straight on to this Friday, as it's one of the first of quite a few TV games coming up between now and the end of the season. But we are under the Friday night lights, BBC Scotland cameras, and it is back at our previous home stadium. <laughs> Once again, one of many in Scotland recently. Uh, we are taking on Partick Thistle at Firhill in the Scottish Championship. Now, league standings, just recap, Queen's Park still sitting in first place, 54 points from 31 games. Partick Thistle currently sitting in fourth place, 48 points from 31 games. You look at their last five results, so going from the, the furthest away to the most recent, it's a 3-0 win over Wraith Rovers, a 0-0 draw against both Morton and Dundee. They were then beat 1-0 by Inverness, which was the first defeat for Chris Doolins as he came in and took over as manager. They did, of course, bounce straight back with that result just most recently, the 5-0 victory over Cove Rangers. Now, there's there's two train of thoughts that I've got going into this game, and one of them, well, the biggest one, of course, is about the, the championship and where it will leave us going forward. Let me start with the little kind of taking the piss one here, first of all. We've already got three wins out of three over Partick Thistle this season. How fantastic would it be to get the four? Never mind about the championship. How fantastic would it be to make it four out of four over Partick Thistle this season? And just really cement that jump and where we've came from that we are now ahead of them in that pecking order. I mean, 
it would be funny, but it's not my priority to be honest yeah. with you. Which is uh, why I'm saying, which is why I'm saying, it's that's a little side note. I just, I, I'm, uh, I really would love that. that that's just, because it's one of those things you that makes the support thistle, though, don't you? That's oh, the thing. Of course, I do. I do. I don't yeah. really, I don't really know many thistle fans to be honest with you. So I don't really. For me, this game isn't. It doesn't necessarily mean any more than than what the Wraith did, <laughs> game, uh, game did, for example. So, um, it's all about it's all about the three points, regardless of who we're playing at this stage. If you ask right. me. So let's then get back on track and talk about the the real important bit, which, as you say, is getting those three points against Partick Thistle, a team that have really turned it around just in general since they got rid of Ian McCall and Chris Jones came in. Obviously only has had that one defeat since he came into the club in was that January or was it February that he came in? So he's, he's been in for a, a while now, really turned their fortunes around, got them back into fighting into the playoffs. We're obviously going to have, at the very least, one enforced change where... Charlie Fox is going to miss out completely. You're going to have to assume that it's going to be Stephen Ezio come in in his place. Enzo, where else would you be looking to make these changes? Are you are you going to advocate the changing shape or like just wholesale change in general? What what do you think is needed after, particularly that most recent result? Of course, the the really disappointing performance against Wraith Rovers. I have absolutely no idea. To be completely honest with you, I know that I want to see something change, I, but I don't know what that is. That's the trouble. I'd I'd quite like to see two up front, but again, I don't know what that means. Would that be Henderson up front with uh, with Shields possibly, and then and then um, Savory and Thomas on either wing? I I, I don't know because Savory's been pretty ineffective where he's been. You know, I, I know it's been his best position for the for the vast majority of the season, but recently he's been quite ineffective, um, where he's been playing. So maybe maybe that wee change could could uh, up his game a bit. I have I honestly I honestly don't know. I just know that I want to see some changes. I would like to see Jake Davidson back in the game as well, though. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think I would be going for two up front because Shields has looked pretty isolated. To be fair, he's looked pretty isolated a lot of the time since he's been here. But he's made he's done really really well from the opportunities that he has had. So I'd be wanting to put someone up with him. I don't think I'd be putting Henderson up with him, though. I just I feel bad for the guy, but I've, I've still not seen anything to suggest that is going to be particularly impactful for us. So I think I'd be keen to have Williamson up front with him and really, really, really have a high press. Do what teams have been doing to us. Harry them down, because Shields can't do it on his own. Do you know what I mean? He can to an extent, but teams can just pass around that. Have two guys running at the defence, force them to play long balls. Thompson, Mal, pick them up in midfield, actually push forward with the ball instead of just standing still all the time. I think I'd want something like that. I would also potentially be taking out Grant Savory. I'm I'm not sure. If you're playing two up front, there's maybe more chance of him playing because he might end up out on the on the left. But if we were playing one up front still with Shields. I'd maybe be tempted to play Jarrett. Jarrett's always been decent for us when he's came on. Savory, I think, really, really struggled in the last game, so maybe some form of change there. I agree with the Davidson shout in, so I think that's uh, I think that's pretty likely to be honest. He does he does seem to sub Davidson in when he um when it, when any of our right backs that we've had this season seem to start failing. Uh but it should be fine. It should be fine because because Tommy Robson will be playing. And when Tommy Robson played against Partick Thistle, he always does stuff. Because I think, am I right in saying that in the three times that we've played Thistle this season, he's had two goals and an assist? Yeah, he certainly had an assist in the last game, and then I think he had a goal in each of the previous ones. So yep. he'll keep us right. I yeah, he scored the first goal at Hill, didn't he? He did, yeah. Game. And then he scored the, was it the second at Oakville View? I think it was so, that yeah. it was that little back heel sign Murray, but yeah, he certainly um he certainly enjoys the the visit or visiting one of his former clubs there, and you're right, it's going to be one of those games where we're going to need him and well the other leaders in the team, obviously Lee Day coming back, um did his bit you know as much as he could uh, against Raith Rovers. You're going to need all the leaders in that team to to lift them because yeah, this obviously this run of the two defeats, but you know as we have spoke about, it was even the the, the two wins before that. Um, you know, against Cove and Inverness, where we could start to see the warning signs and start to see us struggling. You could really say that it's been the last four games have been 
well below what you would expect us to, given what we've done so far this season, we've been well below where we'd expect to be. So, yeah, you're going to have to be relying on, yeah, Tommy Robson and, and those, perhaps those more senior heads that are in the squad. Um, You know, everybody looks at the Queen's Park squad, it's all these young players, you know, everything like that. Maybe you're needing some of these older, wiser heads to, to get them to just get back into their groove. We need a big game from Dom Thomas as well, don't we? You're you're totally right in what you're saying. It's the some of the the big name players haven't haven't been up to it recently, and we rely so much on them. And if Dom Thomas decides to turn it on, then he'll tear apart any team in this league. Let's be honest. And with us all having uh, Mill now, then he's surely going to have a decent opportunity. Eh? You would certainly yeah, hope you're so. Right. Yeah, I hope you're right. All it takes is it's almost like a Thomas is one of these players when and it's happened, it doesn't happen too often fortunately but recently it's been happening where when he drifts out the game he might as well just not be on the park at all but we all know that all it takes from him is like one moment of magic and he can totally turn an entire match around and we we need to see that from him 100% he, but to be fair I would include Dom Thomas and you, you were talking there about the more experienced heads I suppose among among this squad and Yes, he's, he's he's not exactly a, an old guy or anything like that, but he's definitely one of the 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 more senior figures in in and around the team, and I, and I, I guess that's just a testament to how much youth and and inexperience there is, and, and I guess that this was always going to happen at some point, but um, it's time to bounce back, and 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 I I feel like I feel like we will. I certainly hope so. Um, let's let's look at making our predictions. Um. Not even going to bother asking you, Callum. I'll just go straight in because I know I'm still bottom of the table. Um, is this going to be the week that we bounce back? Uh, in a word, yes. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be a classic, but it's going to be 2-1 Queen's Park. I'm going to stop the rot, the three points, and it's going to be... I'm not going to bench Grant Savory. I think that might be one of the spicier takes of the, of the history of the podcast. I don't think Grant Savory comes out no matter how poorly he might have been in the last couple of weeks or so so therefore give me him to score first as I say for him to get himself right back up there and yeah give it Dom Thomas to win it Alright cool um, I'm going to go with a painfully close 1-0 um, heroics from Eze and I'll have Tommy Robson with the only goal of the game <laughs> that does sound painful. <laughs> I mean, it'll be, it'll be great afterwards, but the initial kind of um, the initial experience. Of <laughs> I don't. I don't think I, any of us have had Tommy Robson as a goal scorer this season. Never mind first goal scorer. But uh, he hope. I'm sure. I. I'm sure we had him in the third Thistle game, and that was the only one he didn't score in. <laughs> Seems about right. Aye. I'm fairly certain that we did because obviously it. He managed to bang one in in, in both the the um the prior fixtures, but um I don't know. I mean, does it matter what I say? Because I'm going to be wrong regardless. So four two queens, <laughs> four two. It's going to be mental, but we're going to get the win. We're going to score a few. We're going to look a wee bit shaky at the back, but we'll we'll, we'll manage to do it. Um. First goal scorer will be Dom Thomas. Shields will score two, and Tommy Robson will score one. Brilliant. And now that we've got the serious stuff out of the way, are you both looking forward to your bank holiday day out before going to the match? Yes. Oh, I'm working. Oh, oh, you're working. Oh, well, I'll have an extra pint for you then, Enzo Calma. How much are you looking forward to your day out? Very much. <laughs> the, the joys, <laughs> the joys of us working for the for the money. Um. Yes, aye. Look, looking forward to it. Hopefully, get a wee bit of nice weather and a day out, a day out in the West End. You can't, can't work it. No, you certainly cannot. Um, let's look at what else is happening in the league. Of course, we are the Friday night game, and for once, it is on the telly, so we'll be kicking the the league fixtures off for the weekend. And then on to the Saturday, you've got Abroath at home to Dundee, Air at home to Morton, Hamilton at home to Cove. So there's one of those big relegation games or the relegation battle games, and Inverness to Wraith. Um, I mean, I will, of course, have to always say, Enzo, where's your hot take? But I think we're all agreed that our both get three points over Dundee. 
hundred percent. There's literally no other possible outcome for that game. They're gonna they're gonna go there and do uh, is do a wee favor, just like they did last time we went to Dens Park. It is mad, isn't it? Like, see, see if that does happen. We're going to be coming back on this podcast next week on the assumption that we win as well. Absolutely <laughs> bouncing, saying, "Yep, league's one, league's one, everything's fine." I mean, oh wait, no, it's not. It's it. It's it. Um, sorry, it's a Gayfield, though, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a Gayfield. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, that's that's fine. That that doesn't change anything. Obviously, Dundee will take a big traveling support, given it's just up the road for them and stuff like that. But. They've been they've been playing well recently, um, and uh, it's it's genuinely not out with the realms of possibility that they could get a win. It's um, I, I know that obviously I'm just being ridiculous here because I'm desperate for it to happen. But when you look at the the form and stuff going into it, it's it's, it's a difficult place to go, and it's it's not not impossible. Fingers crossed. What you, what you really want is us to be taking advantage of these Friday night fixtures that we've got coming up, where we then put the pressure back on Dundee. The uh, you know the the following afternoon. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I mean that would be a massive one as well because if we win, and if Dundee were to lose, their game in hand, as I've already said, is a a week or a week tomorrow uh, as we are sitting recording this Monday night. So it'll be just after that game at Arbroath. So if we can restore that gap, if if we get the chance to restore that gap to four points. Then they don't go into that game in hand, knowing if they win that, they then go into first place. They'll still be fighting. They'll still be chasing us. And yeah, we you're absolutely right as well. That is definitely going to have to be a. It's going to have to be an advantage, isn't it? We're not just making up. It's going to be a a psychological advantage going into it where Dundee, if they're chasing us, they know that there's extra pressure on them. Yeah, we just need to win, though. We need to take advantage yeah. of it first, otherwise yeah. it doesn't make any difference. But then no. you know, they've got their their. their um... Dundee's game in hand is against Wraith, isn't it? Yep, that's right, yep. Who are obviously, as as we've said, they've, they've been very difficult to beat recently. They're playing well, so... I realise that there's there's a lot of negativity surrounding the, the past few weeks and results, but if we can find a bit of form, it's this isn't over. No. It certainly is not. There's, uh, what is it, five, six incredible weeks still to go. Um... Who knows how many more twists and turns, how many more negative podcasts are going to be, or how many absolutely buzzing podcasts are going to be. We're, we're certainly, I suppose, in a in a bit of a, a weird way, even if it's going to be the negative ones, we're still very much looking forward to how this season goes. It has, of course, still been a massive success being where we are. And, well, if we do end up in the playoffs, we know how that worked out for us last time. So maybe that's not the end of the world as well. Oh, that's exactly it, isn't it? We're talking as if it's the end of the world if we finish second. <laughs> like, it really, it really isn't. And if we did manage to finish second, as opposed to falling any further down, you've still got a really, really decent chance at that point. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll pick ourselves up. Hopefully, get get a good couple of wins over the next few weeks and see how the the last couple of the game of the season hold out. Very much looking forward to this Friday evening. I hopefully see as many of you all there as possible. Uh, until then, no, Calm and Enzo, it has been a pleasure as always. Find us on Twitter, at Spiders Talk Pod, and find us on all the threads in Pine Bovril, relating to Queen's Park, still including the top of the league. And you're no thread. So thank you very much for listening, and we will see you all again next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Play for the sake of the game Play for the sake of the game